James will run here at Stevens, and it's a good ball in, and it's going to fall to Brandon Williams on his right foot. What a goal from the Manchester United youngster. Brandon Williams, welcome to the Premier League. Well, he's a right-footed left-back, and it certainly came in handy there. It's the perfect finish on the half volley, and the 19-year-old turns to the rest of the team and says, come on, we're in this game now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. This is a slightly different one to normal, but bear with us because it's still really good. So, for the first time ever, it is just me. No Helen and no Maisie because they could not make it despite how much they wanted to. So they're not here for this. And we also had a few technical issues, which meant our Zoom call eventually ended up becoming just a phone call. But we got it all recorded. But because of those hiccups, it does mean we had a little less time to chat than we would usually have. So this one's slightly shorter. But I promise Brandon was still great and it's still good and you'll still really like it. And the great news is there was no one here to call me Simon. So please enjoy our chat with Brandon Williams. How are you, Brandon? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Welcome to the United Podcast. And happy to be here. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Not too many. I, I don't keep up on them all, but some some I do some I do actually watch to be fair. What of these? No, I don't have these. <laughs> what uh, what what podcast do you like? Um do you know Jordy? Mm-hmm. The YouTuber. I've listened yeah. to a few of his. Yeah. Um Logan Paul's Impulsive. Mm-hmm. And um, Copper Nighty. Nice. What about um, uh, when you're watching stuff? What do you watch? I do watch a lot of YouTube stuff, to be honest. A lot of yeah. gaming gaming stuff. I like a lot of gaming. More Call of Duty side, though. Do you have, have you got, especially with what's been happening over the last sort of six, seven, eight months, have you got yourself a decent setup at home? My setup is the best. It's unreal. Yeah? Talk us through it. A lot of work's gone into it, to be fair. Yeah. Beautiful desk, my free monitors, my gaming chair. The comfiest one about. I've got my LED lights, things on the walls, and I just get just go off on the game. There's an age difference between you and me that isn't enormous, but it's big enough that when you say three monitors, in my head, I'm like, that's that seems seems overwhelming. No, I need. I have one that I play on. Mm-hmm. One's connected to my Xbox, but I don't use it. It's just there because sometimes my friends ain't on my PlayStation. And my other friends are on Xbox, so I speak to them while playing PlayStation. I'm with you. And then my other one's just like, I just have it's just connected to my computer, so I can like watch YouTube clips and stuff. Like if I'm yeah. making a class on Warzone or Call of Duty, then I can just type in like the best ones and that, and then I'll just copy them or I'll just watch them on there when I get bored of playing the game and it gets me angry because I'm losing. <laughs> does that happen much? No, no, not to be fair. When I'm playing with the boys, it does actually because they're horrendous. Sick of carrying them. Yeah, great. Who who's, uh, who, do you, who do you play with usually from the team? Oh, sorry, I lost you completely there. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back, I'm back. I said, uh, I said, who do you play with? And that was it, you were gone. <laughs> oh, I just said I was... I, I just play with, like, Marcus, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Paul plays, to be fair. Paul's good at it. Play with Mason. Um, but I've heard Eric's the worst, but that didn't come from me. Okay, yeah. No one will know you said that. This no, isn't being recorded. No. I've heard, he, I've heard he's not the best player. Okay, who is the best player? Me and Shory. Yeah? Shory, Shory's better than me, but I'm still mm-hmm. up there. Okay. Shory, Shory, I forgot about Luke, actually. Luke's very good. I like that. Uh, that so there's like a, there's quite a lot of competition between you and him. <laughs> we do, Everyone's competitive, to be fair. Like, we, we all just want to get the most kills. And then, obviously, I can... He's, and then on the football side, he's been in the game for many years now. Like, since he was, since he was young, he started young, so... 
I think I, I can learn a lot from him. Okay. Uh, so back to right now, we would have done this in person, but because of the current restrictions, we'd have only got 15 minutes. So where are you currently as, as we do this over Zoom? Where, where am I now? Yeah. I'm just at the AM training complex in, in, a, in a room by myself. <laughs> are you comfortable doing this kind of stuff or does it make you feel awkward? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'd rather do this and be next to each other. Not in a rude way. <laughs> I just like feel right. this is more comfortable for me. <laughs> it's fine, I've been told, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, uh, I just, this is just more comfortable for me to be fair. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, what is the current situation you're going through right now in terms of, because obviously we have to do this via Zoom, but what about uh, like how much testing are you having to do and what kind of bubble do you have to be in at the minute? Yeah, we're doing testing twice a week, I think now, mm-hmm. getting tested a lot. And we're just like, we're in our own bubble, like we're all together. So even some of the, the, the young boys came back, the 23s and the 18s came back, but they're in the in the other building to us separate on the other pitches, not allowed nowhere, not even allowed to walk nowhere near each other or anything. And we're just in our own first team bubble and everyone's sticking to, to the rules and the guidelines and it's helping us as we've, we've, we've not had um, many positive tests which is good news. What kind of tests are you having? Are you having the ones up the nose and down the throat? Yeah, the, the awful ones. Yeah, they're not making, fun, are they? Making me cry every day. Yeah, they just made me... I, I was working on something last month and I had to do one every three days and I just couldn't stop sneezing. No, yeah, I know. It's awful. Yeah. But it's got to be done. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk about football. I am led to believe you didn't grow up a proper football fan. You weren't that interested in football. Yeah, when I was in primary school, um, I was about around age of um, five or six. I know you're not really going to be all about football at that age, but from that age, I wasn't really really a football fan. I was just more of a, a Lego player and um, just playing with cars and stuff. I was, I was, all, I, I am into cars to be fair. I think that was what I was into. And then one one day, um, my best friend um, was like the best footballer in the school. Like everyone idolised him. He, he was the best. And then he's his dad come up to me to come up to my dad and just said oh like Jack's got a game um, this weekend but they're not letting us play if we don't um, have the right amount of players and will Brandon be able to just come and sit on the bench just for that game so he was like yeah yeah no worries alright so I went and got my first shin pads got my first football boots from um, Sports Direct the big the big big shin pads everything and then um, just went down there and the team was losing and then um, the the manager said, "Oh, let's just throw him on. Just 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 throw him on. Let him have some fun." So I went on, and it turned out that I was all right at football. To be fair, I ended up coming on, changing the game, scored a hat trick, won the game. <laughs> but I think that's because I, at that age of I, I I always had speed. So at that age, it was it was easy. It stood out for me. So from then on, I just just kept to play football and fell in love with the game. How long? How long did it take from that moment of of scoring a hat trick in your very first kickabout, I guess, to becoming someone who would become so driven, uh, I guess, about the game that it would become your livelihood? I think it's just the the sport in general. Like you just fall in love with the game, and it's just something that's on everyone's mind and everyone's hobbies. And as soon as from that game, I just knew like I I really like this, and I'm going to keep on doing it, but. From 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 that game, I'd never expected to be where I am today. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so you said you were into Lego. What else was life like for you around that sort of age when you were growing up? 
life life was tough life was tough um but i had my family around me to 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 get through all these tough times and it's because of them now that i am where i am today so so i've got to thank them all but around them times i was just going to school just being a normal normal young kid and enjoying life on the streets just playing kirby all these games and just 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 having fun with when at that age because you've got the all the energy so i was using it all up there was a split second there when as you said that i remember that you're 20 when you went yeah because back in those days and you've got all the energy <laughs> yeah it, it, i've got i've still got a lot of energy but i couldn't it's it's not as bad when i was six yeah okay um and i've seen uh, some interviews and stuff with your mum and how she has pictures of you and newspaper cuttings and stuff uh where she works how proud of you is is she do you think I don't, I don't think she could be more proud of she if she said it i think she says it to every customer that she has how proud she is of me um but yeah um, my mum's my one of my number one fans and all of her customers and everyone always brings the stuff of me and she 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 loves it all so uh which which was your first football club um i was at a team called berry amateurs mm-hmm. that was the team that my friend um played for and then from there i came to here and what what age were you when that that happened that you came across and joined United? Yeah, I was seven. Um, we obviously I was playing for that team when I was um, when I was six, and then for, throughout that season we completed the season, and then the next season we was in um, in and out of tournaments, and we went to a tournament in Blackpool. We had a little, um, I think was, I think it was six or seven aside back then, about that age. So we've 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 gone to Blackpool. We've played a tournament there. We've done really well. Um, eight scouts came to my dad, different clubs: Everton, Liverpool, United, all these clubs, all the big clubs. Um, but obviously, my my dad was a United, a big, really big United fan. So is all my family. So so that was the decision that we made. And I went I went to the Cliff when I was seven. Met everybody. Some of them that I, that that are still very closest mates now. From now, the some players are still here, some players have gone, but I'm still really close with them all. And from then on, it's just been year by year, getting through each year, getting contracts, making sure I get a contract for that year, and then obviously getting to where I am now. What was it like when you first turned up? Because at that point, as a seven-year-old, I guess you're not thinking this could be my job. Because you don't, I mean, mm. as a seven-year-old, you don't really understand that football could be yeah. somebody's life. I guess you're just thinking, oh, I like football. It's fun to be here. At that point. Were you were were you were like United mad or you just thought this is a bit of a laugh? I'll turn up. I'll go kick it about. Yeah, for that year that I was playing football, um, my dad took me to my first game, um, and at Old Trafford, and like I said, I just fell in love with it. So from then I was just a Mad United fan, but I wasn't really happy when I when I, when I went to the Cliff because I was used to being in school and being the best player. But when I went there, I wasn't, I wasn't really one of the best players. <laughs> to be fair, I was. I was um, down there in the bottom group. Where, who who were the players that you would say at that time you were looking at thinking they're the best players? Mason. Mason's always been there. Mason's always been there. There's, there's a few James Garner. He was he was up there as well. Um, and then a few players that are not here now, but there was a, there was a lot of good players. There was, there was a lot and I was jealous at the time because they was all skillful and everything. And I think that's why I went further back. I, I was a striker and now I'm back at defending. I saw... Um... I saw something uh, earlier today when I was doing some reading that said 
uh, towards the end of last season, someone did a load of analysis as to which players were the most two-footed players in the Premier League. I don't know if you saw this because people assumed that United it would be Mason, but Fred came in first and you came in second. Really? Surprise. Yeah, it was to do with the amount of touches leading up to a pass and passes played that you would use both feet. Uh, yeah, I think Mason, I think if you go off both foot, it's Mason. Like, you can't, I know stats don't lie, but that, that Mason's more of a shot with both foot. It's not really dribble with this foot and dribble with that foot. It's normally just yeah. out of your feet and, and, and shot. But yeah, I'm surprised at that. I, I'm, I would consider myself as a, not a two-footed player, but my, my left foot's um, very good, but my, my right is still my strongest foot. Is that is it ever difficult playing at left-back? Because we will see you playing at left-back. And is that is that where you played all the way through? Because you said before you were a striker. How did you end up yeah. playing left-back? Yeah, I was a striker and then um, a few years went on, about 13, 14, and I ended up going into midfield. And then um, I didn't think they wanted me in midfield no more, so they ended up putting me <laughs> off, uh, at full-back, centre-back. And um, from 15s, 16s, I was centre-back, full-back, right-back. And then I got my first scholarship at 16. And then we came into the team, and that's the first time where I've had players older than me in the in the age group that I'm playing in. So so there was, a, there was a quite... I think there was about three players at right-back and only one player at left back so um it was actually Kieran McKenna was the um, was the manager at the time um in the youth team and i um ended up just playing playing on the left side for one game and from ever then i was just playing it week in week out and it started to get natural to me and comfortable to me and but um, now it, it's better for me it's a weapon for me because i can play on both sides so it's an it's it's a, it's an option for me i spoke to uh, Wes Brown uh, uh, Old Trafford, one of the I can't I can't remember which game it was, but a game we were playing. We were talking at half time about being a fullback and playing on the what would appear to be the unnatural side. And he said straight away, he's like, if you're good enough and you're clever enough, you can play either side. It's not about. He said it was more about the brain than the feet to switch sides. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can, I think it's if 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 you know how to play there, then you know how to play there. It's just flipping it to the other side like there's there's pros and cons to both right back and left back if you're if you're a, a right footed left back and you're playing on the left then you've got a few pros that you can come inside and if your left foot's good enough you can play down the line so but if you're on right back and you can't use your left foot when you're right footed then you can't go inside all you can do is go down the line so there's there's different ways you can you can play the game on on each side but to me from playing left back to right back it's it's there, there is the difference because the body shapes how you defend this and that. There is a difference. Well, the good news is the club has a has a great tradition of it. We have one exceptional uh, left back who was right footed in Dennis Irwin, who also used to take penalties. Yeah, to give that a go. Well, I'll, I'll have to try and practice my penalties before I get put on <laughs> one because we've got a lot of very good penalty takers at the minute. So I think that that one's just for the training ground for me. I think. Okay, uh, so back to when you were seven and eight and joining United, that must have been an exceptionally exciting time. Because so, if I think back to a sort of defining moment for United in my childhood, it's winning the treble. Yeah, and it's one of the first things I can really remember clearly happening in a football match is us in, and those final few minutes and my mum doing the ironing and it just it just happening. Now, for you, would that be Moscow and the Champions League final in two thousand eight? 
Yeah, that 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 is my first my, the memory when I think about football um, years ago. That's the first memory I get. I was I was at home and my mum and dad went 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 to the pub to to watch it with their friends and my nana was babysitting me because my nana just um, lives two doors down, so my nana was around with me and it was a it was a late kickoff and the game obviously went to penalties as we know and it was getting later and later and. My nana's begging me to go to bed. She didn't really understand what type <laughs> what type of game it was. Yeah. I don't think she really understood. And I was like, no, nana, I've got to watch this. I've got to watch this. It's just penalties. There'll, there'll only be five penalties. <laughs> Ended up being loads. But, and then, yeah, that was the first memory. And I just remember screaming by myself in, 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 in the um, as a young kid in, in the living room and my nana not having a clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you telling her, they only take five penalties each, and then of course it went to <laughs> six or seven. Yeah, 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 I know. I know, she kept on saying, no, it's it's never going to end, it's never going to end, you're going to go to bed now, I'm going <laughs> to switch the TV off. I was like, no. What was it like the the next time you returned and you're at training after that season's finished and you see the you see those players, the likes of uh, Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo and Ryan Giggs, walking around at, at, at uh, the Aon training complex? Was that exciting? Was that intimidating? Yeah, at that age, he wasn't really um, at the. He was at the cliff more, but when you got the opportunity to to come here, it was it was like playing play, playing in the Champions League final at that age. You come into come into where the likes of the players that you just mentioned are playing, and then sometimes you might come across them and you want a photo with them. And seeing players like that, it was just um, they they your idols at that time and. At that time, they was the biggest players in the world. So you're looking at them and you, you're wanting to play with them, you want to train to them, so it pushes you even more. When you're seeing those players, you think, that's where I want to be. But I suppose you said some of the best players you played with didn't make it. Was it ever scary when you noticed someone who you'd thought for maybe a few years, oh, they've got it, they're going to make it, they're going to make it, and all of a sudden, they're gone. Yeah. Does it ever make you worry about your own position? I wouldn't say worry, but definitely you've got a. That's that's the whole part about being at Man United. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you if you're not working hard, if you're not doing the things off the pitch properly, then you're gonna get found out, and people are just gonna start. You might be up here, you're down here, but because you're doing the right things off, you'll you, you'll catch up there and you'll you'll overtake them, and that's what happened down the years, and people just think they've got all the talent in the world so they don't have to do much more and then that's when that's when they get found out and get caught caught by the players who are putting in the work and working on things that they need to do, staying out on the training pitch, eating the right foods, got the right people around them and that's what happens. Uh, how did uh, how did you get on at school? Did you enjoy school? I did enjoy school to be fair. I, I, I did enjoy school. I wouldn't wouldn't say I was the smartest kid in, in, in the room but um, I, I enjoyed school. I wasn't the nicest, goodest boy in school, but every teenager at that age um, has their ups and downs. But school, school was good for me. I ended up leaving for uh, the United school called Manus at Ashnell Mersey when I was in year nine, when I was 14, which I had to leave home. So that was a difficult moment in my life, leaving my mum and dad and my sisters and um, living with a, with a different family. But I had um I moved in with um James Garner so so I had him there. So you had to move out at the age of fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was, yeah. I think that would surprise a lot of people because being from the sort of Greater Manchester area, you don't expect that you would have to to go through that process too. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, definitely. But it was for me, it was better for me because I get more training in. I get to improve on in, as me as a player as well. And it's I could have stayed at home, but then it would have been difficult for my mum and dad getting time off work and doing that sacrifice, which 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 we needed them to work as well to to look after to look after all of us. So it was better for me to move into into digs. Lost you again, Brandon. Either that or you're sitting incredibly still. Brandon's Wi-Fi gave out again, so after 15 minutes of fiddling about with different versions of technology, we went for the traditional telephone. So at this point, I dialed him up and we carried on our conversation. Hello? Yeah, Brandon. Okay. Uh, so we'll pick up exactly where we were. Um, so from the age of 14 and you moved out to where you are now and having played 40 games for the first team, does that feel like a blur or do you recognise every step that got you there? Yeah, I recognise every step, of course, but it is it, it was very strange for me to get that many games already at my age for the club that 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 I fell in love with when I was when I was seven. It's 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 been a roller coaster ride of of course, there's ups and downs, but you have them down so you can have the the great ups and I've had many of them as well. What what did it feel like the very first time you trained with the first team? Do you remember that very well? Yeah, I do actually. Um I was um I was in the youth team squad and um, at that time there there was many great players there so when I've gone over um, it's been a a real shock and it's obviously nerve-wracking but you're just excited to be there. Everyone don't really expect anything of you so you just need to go out there and show what you can do. Did you clatter anyone? Of course I did. <laughs> Who did you Flying get? Flying everywhere. Yeah. Got a few, to be honest. Um, whenever you get that opportunity because you want to impress, so when when you get the chance to to sh- to show the manager um, what you like, then that that's the best opportunity you can do. Nice. Uh, I heard a story that when you first got given your own parking space and everything, you your car was moved into the manager's space. <laughs> yeah. Um, last season, the, the manager told me in training that he would like me to to park my car in um, the first team car park and start using the first team changing room. So, so the following day, I've um, I've come into the first team parts parked on my own far away from everyone because I didn't want to take anyone's spot on the, on the first day that um, I was allowed to park there and then obviously we've gone out to training and then Ashley Young has um, told one of the kit men to get my car keys and move my car out into the manager's spot and I didn't know anything about it train and I've come off and as you come off the pitch you can see the manager's spot and where all the coaches park so I'm like, I didn't park there. Is that my car? <laughs> I'm questioning. Like, I'm really questioning. Did like, is that that's not my car? Realized it was my car. Sprinted into the changing room, got my car keys, jumped in the car, put it in reverse, blitzed it all the way down the car park to so the because the manager was on his way on his way out. So and then I parked it up again. But it it was great banter to be fair. <laughs> did uh, so? Did he ever find out? No, I didn't, to be fair. That's a good <laughs> Perfect. Bit, so well done. Lucky escape, I know. Yeah. So after your first training session with the first team, I guess the next big thing that comes next is your first appearance for the club. What was that like? And did you expect to play? No, um, the leading up to the game against Rochdale, um, we, I trained with the team two days before and day before the game. And 
then the squad came out and my name was there and I was uh, I was shocked. I was double checking it and then I rang rang my dad, told him, told my mom, told everyone. Then we met up on the day of the game and um, went to the game. I was on the bench and then about ten minutes before the halftime whistle went, mm-hmm. I started warming up because I was getting a bit cold. To be fair, it was a cold September evening. So I started to warm up and then I've come in to just, um, because there's like five minutes to go before the whistle went. So I've just gone sat down to watch the rest of the half and then I'm about to sit down and uh, um, I think it was Phil Jones who got injured. Yeah. Started to get injured and he um, told the bench and they said, no, no, you're coming on at half time. Go get back warmed up. Stay out, stay out. So I've gone to warm up again. And then um, I started, everyone always asked me if I was nervous, but it was more excitement. And then if, I don't know if anyone actually knows this, but then the team went in at half time. I've gone out with Charlie, the um, fitness coach, to warm up on the pitch by myself to get ready to come on. And as I've come on, he's telling me to do a lap across the pitch. I've gone across the pitch and the first uh, sprinkler, they put the sprinklers on. So the sprinklers, absolutely drenched me in water my friend's actually got a funny video of it because he was videoing me and he actually caught it on camera and it's drenched my shorts the crowd have gone way and i've gone no (laughs) this can't happen to me yeah i was and then um everyone came back out and then um and then i just heard my name to um to to come on and it was just a really proud moment for me and my family and something that we worked on my whole life That's an awesome story. Did you did you feel did you feel that moment like when you first got a touch on the ball, or from that moment was it just another game of football? Yeah, everything just was. Um, everyone made it easy for me to be fair at um, half time and before the game, and just making sure to say if I ever get on, like don't worry about it. Like people people was talking to me and making me feel comfortable. So when I got on the pitch, it felt like I was like I've played a hundred games already and. I was really comfortable and I just wanted to go out and show the manager what I was capable of and obviously the game was nil-nil as well so we had something on the line to get through to the next round. And then your Premier League debut came against Liverpool. That's I mean that's that's not an easy it's not an easy one for the first game, is it? Yeah, I know I always trick my friends to be fair. They always say it's Brighton. Like if I like if you're my friend then who didn't make my debut against in the Premier League and everyone <laughs> said Brighton and stuff. I, yeah. A lot of people some people don't know that it was Liverpool. Yeah, I came on for the first, for like the last two or three minutes in a big game, 1-1. And I remember them getting a corner and I was like, if this goes in, I'm, I don't think I'm ever playing football again. <laughs> so it, that, that that was a really exciting game, especially to, to make my debut uh, against a, a very big rival of ours. And I don't think I touched the ball, to be fair, but it was still amazing being on the pitch and work, working hard for the team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of working hard, I think it's it's been obvious from the outside that fans, I think, have loved it when you've played because you're you're so I'm trying to think the right word. You're so determined and you're no nonsense. And like when I said, did you clatter anyone in your first training session? You said straight away, yeah, of course I did. That kind of attitude. I mean, people on the terraces love it. Do you feel that connection with the fans already? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just the person inside me, and it's just who I've been since a young boy, and it's where I'm from, and that's just that's just how I've that's just how I've grew up, and I'm just willing to 
put everything in for the team to to get the results and as soon as I don't do that I'm not the player that I actually am so if if I, if I don't do that then I'm not going to be playing games so it's important to have that inside you and I've been it's been drilled into me since since I first walked into the club about the Man United DNA so I, I just know what it's all about and your first goal came pretty quickly it's why I'll never forget because I watched it in a bar in Moscow with David May oh. and we went absolutely mental <laughs> how are you feeling um, to be honest, at, the, at that moment, uh, it didn't really sink in for about a few days and a week or something. Like, I've actually just scored in the Premier League. Like, that shouldn't really happen to me. So, <laughs> at that moment, I was just like, in the, in the, in the game, I, I didn't really think about it. It was just because of the result of the game at the time. It, we, we was 2-0 down and we wasn't really in the game. And then that just came out of nothing. So... And then I just wanted to get back and just get playing. And then it was just unlucky that we couldn't um, survive the last three minutes of uh, of getting the result of 3-2 as, as we brought it back. But, I mean, not just, I guess, great to score, but it was a goal that was one of the club's contenders for goal of the season. Yeah, it wasn't bad, to be fair. It was a, it was it a sweet hit. I was, yeah. I, was really pr- I was proud of myself. Um, but, yeah, it did, it did come out of nowhere, but I've got it in my locker. Nice. <laughs> um, what what do you see ahead of you? What's what are your ambitions now? What's the plan? To just work hard and fight for my place at this club, and just to play week in week out for the club, and obviously get get the club back to winning titles, and that's a dream for me one day to 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 lift the Premier League, lift the Champions League, lift all these trophies, and I just hope I can be it, be here, and still be here when when the club does do that. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll have to call this um, your first chapter on the podcast because you're still only 20 and there's so much more for you at Manchester United. So as uh, as that unfolds, we'll have to get you back on. And I promise next time we won't have so many technical delays because people listening won't know this. Yeah. But we have been doing this for, I don't know, a couple of hours, but the, the internet has yeah. been so in and out. It's been impossible. I know. But thank you so much for being such a great sport and, and sticking with it while we've um, battled through the... Uh, through the various technologies to try and get this conversation happening. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. One last question before you go. Who would you recommend who's a current teammate that we should get on the podcast that maybe, like I found out the uh, the story about the parking space and stuff. Maybe there's someone that uh, you've got a good story about you could recommend we get on and we ask about. I think you should just get Mason on because I just want him to do to to do something. Because yeah, okay. he's, yeah, Mason will, I reckon Mason's got a few good stories to tell you. All right, we'll get after him. Thank you so much, Brandon. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, pal. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. So this is the bit, obviously, where usually me and Maisie and Helen would digest what we'd just seen and have a little debrief and chat about our favourite bits of the conversation, uh, but they're not here. Uh, Hopefully you really enjoyed that. I have roped in uh, producer Matt because he's here. Say hello. Hello. There you go. What what were your favourite bits? Um, Well, I only heard half of it. When you went to the phone call, technical issues meant that I couldn't hear that side of the conversation. So I only heard you going, that was a great story. Yeah. I have since heard it all. The stuff about Moscow was good. The stuff about his nan babysitting him in 2008. And yeah. Her trying to get him to go to bed and not really understanding the way penalties worked. I find his story about how he got into football fascinating. Like the idea of just not being interested, giving it a go. And then being amazing. Yeah, just discovering you have a superpower. Yeah, this is this is true. So just 
September, so it's November. In September, I learned to drive, as you know. I, I didn't know how to drive. And for years, people have sort of been saying, oh, you can't drive. And I've always said, it's not that I can't drive. We don't know that I can't drive. I've just never driven. For all I know, I'm better than Lewis Hamilton. Like, I always thought, well, maybe that's what I've got. Maybe I've just got this innate ability to drive really well, and I've just never given it a go. I, now that I've passed, I can tell you that's not true. No, you drive an automatic. Yes, because I... Well, yeah, because I wasn't very good at trying to do a manual. If anything, that was quite a bad example. Yeah, yeah, no, but my, my point is I'd sort of thought about this theory before and then proved yes. to myself that it didn't exist. But then Brandon Williams actually is that story. He just went, not really interested. Oh, I'll give it a go. All right, now I play for Man United. It's incredible. It doesn't make any sense. It was also good. You asked him the timeline of the clubs he'd played for. And I think he said, was it Berry Amateurs was his first club? Yeah. And then he went, and then from there... Just here, just United. Yeah, just straight to Manchester United. <laughs> Two clubs. Yeah. And that, that Berry Amateurs was the club he came off the bench for to score the hat-trick. So it yeah, was just absolutely literally... insane, isn't it? <laughs> imagine, imagine just going like, are you interested in football? Not really. Oh, can you just do a game for us? Yeah. Oh, how's uh, Brandon who came on? How's he doing now? I oh, play for Man United. What? <laughs> all of those kids who would have had those dreams and those desperations like we all did growing up, like wanting to play for our clubs. And then he's just sort of doing it because, oh, it turns out I'm great at this. You might as well. This is amazing. Uh, but also not just great, obviously his attitude is a huge part of the success. And we know that from his stories of the academy where there would have been players that he would have looked at and said, oh, he's really good. And then a few years later, they were gone because they already thought they'd made it, which I think is uh, really interesting. Ravel Morrison springs to mind, doesn't he? Everyone always talks about how talented he was, but for whatever reason, couldn't, couldn't get it to work. Yeah. He'd yeah. be an interesting guest, wouldn't he? He would. It's one okay, to think well, about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shall I have a look at some emails? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Victor Njenga Muyambu says, Hi, Helen, Maisie and Simon. It's upsetting because without them, no one else was calling me Simon. Um, I hope you're all well and keeping yourself well and healthy. Broken body parts notwithstanding. Looking at you, Simon. Yeah, that's, um, that's not ideal. Uh, my name is Victor and I've been a United fan all my life, which is hard coming from a house that has City, Liverpool and Chelsea supporters. Yes, it's absolute chaos there. How can one house have all that inside? Uh, really love the work you three do and the production team. Um, you always manage to turn Monday blues, a colour we're not fond of, into Monday reds and everyone loves the reds. Favourite episode has to be the Scolzy one as he's my favourite player of all time. And the one player I'd love to see come on the pod is Jackie Gronin from the women's team. Yep, I think that would be amazing, wouldn't it? I don't know if yeah, she's up for it, but it would be really cool. Um, she looks like she has good stories. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay away from annoying birds and glue on the floor. Um, enjoy your golf, Maisie. Kind regards, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Okay, uh, the next one is from Steve Halbrooks, who says, Hello, David, Helen, and Sam. I grew up in rural Tennessee and played soccer, brackets, football, since I was a small child. I work on the road, so listening to the podcast keep me going through my Mondays. I would have to say my favourite pod was Rashford and Skulls together. I think you should get Zlatan on and see what he has to say about his short time with the club cheers steve thanks steve i uh, hope you're having a nice time on the road wherever you are um pretty cool steve came from tennessee i think that's quite cool do you know anything about tennessee um jack daniels is made there no yeah so i'm thinking like whiskey and sort of maybe country music it sounds nice and isn't our dry county but jack daniels is made there and you have to go out of the county to drink it that's weird isn't it I'm, that might be absolute nonsense let me check that possibly a good fact on the podcast uh, I'll do a last one uh, from Michael Bell seems weird doing about the other guys so uh, hi Helen Sam and Maisie Michael from Bangor in Northern Ireland I've been a fan since the early 80s and love listening to the range of stories from different types of guests I love the Norman Whiteside and Keith Gillespie ones obviously but also Albert Morgan and Jim Ryan giving different perspectives I've just finished listening to the Andy Cole episode it was great what about getting Teddy showing them on would be interesting to hear his take on their relationship keep up the good work uh, thank you Michael uh, I've met Teddy Sheringham uh, before 
Uh, he was the first footballer whose autograph I ever got. My mum got it for me. He, she saw him at Blue Water Shopping Centre, which I think is in Essex. And I met him a few years ago and interviewed him. And during the whole interview, I stood very strangely. There's a photo of it. And I, I'm, I'm at a weird angle, is the best I can say. Have you got it? Can I see it? Yeah, I'll find it. It's, it's, uh, it's just a weird image. Here I am, stood just slightly weirdly. Yeah. You know why? Probably keep that to myself, if I'm honest. So that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, of course you can. Unitedpodcast at mainunited.co.uk. Send us your emails there. That address is in the show notes. If you want to send us something, uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave us a review. We absolutely love that. Uh, also, next week, I'll be back. Helen's back. Maisie's back. And we have got a truly phenomenal guest. Someone who has been suggested over and over and over and over again. And I promise this one's making headlines. It's one not to be missed. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.